Hello! Hi. How's it going? It's the most awkward intro I think we've had in a long time. Uh, welcome to another We've episode. had some awkward ones, too. That's, that's what was, what's impressive. Okay, what's the most awkward intro Best of Five has ever done? Not Best of Three, Best of Five. Um, I think if for those who never, who didn't watch Combo Breaker that year, uh, it was me doing the bit when I was uh, uh, eating Portillo's. Oh, yeah, we we at the studio could not hear it. So we just knew it was, we saw it happening. We didn't know what you were talking about. And y'all cut the best bit. Y'all cut the best line. It closed on a killer line. And you and you cut it off just oh you could blame man. the fact that the tech that we had was outdated. I mean not that it was outdated, but it just didn't work for what we needed it to do. You know what I'm saying? Not mean. I, I know what you mean. I hear you. I'm I, I see you. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And I don't necessarily think it was like a hardware problem. I think it was a me knowing what the fuck I was doing problem. I'm sorry for cursing. Well, yeah. Oh God. Okay, so I have an announcement to make. Oh, well, announce away, also, sir. Also, welcome to Best o Best 05, your Irish fighting game talk show. Wait, why are you saying that? Uh, because I can't pronounce Best of 5. Oh. Okay. I like Best of 05 better, to be completely honest. But go ahead. What's your announcement? Um, for those of you who did not, get, uh, did not see on Twitter, uh, we have a new way to reach us or to, to follow us. Uh, you know about us being on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeart, all of those, pretty much every one of your favorite podcast locations. But we've also got a new way to follow on YouTube. I will throw the link in chat shortly. There we go. That's right. We're YouTubers now. YouTube, what's going on today, man? Listen. That's a reference that I don't think anybody in here was going to get. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the land of YouTube. That is where we are. Sorry, my camera so was we a are. Bit. There's the link that I'm D throwing. DJ Cream's right asking now. when? Uh, last week. Oh, where? Okay. Uh, there. The reason I brought this up is because... Last week was the first time I ever used actual video editing software instead of, like, Windows Movie Maker stuff to make uh, tribute videos to my favorite uh, Sonic ship. I mean, what? Well, we're going to talk about Sonic later in the show, so. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the, the big thing is, it's a lot harder for me to edit swearing in, vid in the video editor, at least for now, as it was to do it just in audio. And Alon went on a cursing streak last week. I think you swore like 20 times. I don't know when. I See, this is the thing. I don't know when I do. But you know what I do know is that Beaver for the Win has been here for 39 months. And I think that's the longest, right? Although every time yes. I say that, there's always someone that comes in with like a month long. <laughs> Beaver's got the Founders badge, so Beaver has been here ever since we got that uh, subscribe button. Which reminds me, if you like what we do, mash that subscribe button. I'm, I'm Smack the like button. Oh, I dropped. We're we're, we're uh, I'm on that YouTube tech now. So, do we need to announce anything else? Um, 
we're your weekly FGC talk show. I'm Steve Jurek, aka Ace King Offsuit, as you can see up there. That I'm gonna point to the C. That is your wonderful host, Elon. Well, I mean, you're just doing my job for me today, so maybe you should be the host from now on. Um, I'll just, you know, go hitchhike like the end of the Hulk. Well, if you insist. Anyway, we had a wonderful weekend of FGC action. Uh, so, Steve, can you hit us with that wonderful recap? Yes, I can. <laughs> Keep going. You're doing Come great. Come back. Come back, please, Elon. I need you to throw it to me. Steve, hit us, hit us with uh, recap. <laughs> I am a terrible person. Uh, Street Fighter League, uh, the U.S. edition, had its penultimate week this past uh, week. Its penultimate episode, I should say, of the regular season. Uh, and it was a perfectly bad ending for UIU. Another tough loss, another 3-2 uh, defeat. This time to All In. Four of their last five uh, battles ended in 3-2 defeats. So even though they're 0-10, it was close, though. It was close, though. And then Alpha 3 locked up the top spot in the playoffs with a 3-0 win over Nasser. Uh, it sets up a, an, a very interesting last week. You've got Dynamite versus Alpha 3. Alpha 3, nothing to play for. Dynamite right on the cusp. They need a win uh, to have a chance at making the playoffs. And then you have Psycho Shinobi versus Nasser. Winner of that one, definitely in. Uh, loser could be in trouble, depending on how that other result goes. So big, big uh, matchup coming up. Next. Man, I feel, I'm so sad for UIU. I'm so and we say this. UIU. And we say this. It wasn't like they played bad. They 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 struggled early and they got smashed a lot. But like I said, the second half of the season, they played everybody pretty much everybody close. It was three two, three two, three one, three two, three two. Yeah, but in five years when we're like, hey, let's look at the history of SFL, we're always gonna see that ten oh. Sad times. Sad times for UIU. Anywho. Steve, what's next? Um, did you get a chance to check out any uh, Frosty Faustings? I did. I watched the uh, Plus R Top 8, and it was awesome. Dude, I the only thing I got to check out was a little bit of uh, Marvel 3. Mm-hmm. And Ray Ray was looking as ridiculous as ever. He ended up winning uh, the Marvel tournament at Frosty Faustings. Uh as you see, the full list of uh, tournament winners there. Chimera, your Power Rangers champion. The Kill Sage, uh, your Skullgirls champion. Joy Boy, holding it down oh, wow. in Alpha 2 for us uh, older FGC members. Thank you for representing. Uh, Shadow20Z, your Tekken champion. Uh, Santa with Muscles, easily my favorite name. Winner of both the Windjammers and the Steve Awesome Name competition. Uh, and then you see the rest of the uh, rest of the winners there. Mighty Unjust, your MK11 Ultimate Champion. 
So congratulations to everyone. Uh, that didn't that uh, plus R tournament have like four hundred entrants? It was the biggest plus R tournament to date, I think. However, I do want to point something out. The grand finals was Elvin Shadow versus uh, the uh, KB Nova. I had to look at his name again. Why is Elvin Shadow getting second on his own tournament? I'm calling shenanigans. I mean, yeah, he's really good. So uh, me calling shenanigans is completely a joke, and he's a great player. But you know what? That grand finals was actually pretty hype because it was the the character who is broken. Well, broken. Uh, because every time Zappa got the sword on the screen, it was just it was like it was like watching uh, Vanilla Sagat throw fireballs. It was, it was rough. Uh, but man, Elvin Shadow like fighting that and like made it really close. Like brought it down to like last uh, last game. Like reset the bracket and everything it was crazy. And yes, I do want them to put the Zappa sword in Strive. I've been playing, you know what? I've been playing Prosar and I've been playing the shit out of Zappa. Zappa's fun as hell. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like if uh, it's like if Vanilla Sagat fireballs hit overhead. Like if Vanilla Sagat fireballs had mix-ups on the wake-up. Oh man, yeah, that shit was crazy. It was crazy. Stop swearing. It's hard. Also, according to the FCC, when you say and you're saying it as a collection of things, as in like was hype, it is not a curse word. If it's good enough for TV, it's good enough for us, Steve. The FCC says so. Okay? Podcasts are not governed by the FCC. Well? Their rules do not apply. You're just making my job harder. Well, you know what? You can blame Frosty Faustings for being so gosh dang hype. Uh, can, can we talk about how big these tournaments were? Because yes. they hit, you, you know, we we talk about online tournaments being capped and so often they don't really hit, come close to hit, hitting them. But, I mean, you had a bunch of big tournaments there. You had uh, Fighting Herds, which was capped at 128. It hit it. Marvel hit 128. Uh... Third Strike hit 128. Tekken hit 128. Uh, what else? Power Rangers was close to 128. Alpha 2 was over 100. Skullgirls hit 256. Mortal Kombat was over 100. Uh, and then we talked about uh, Plus R. 457. Wow. For Plus R. That is a ridiculous tournament. tournament. That, that is a ton of people. And for that to be an online tournament, too, that's huge. Yeah. So, good stuff to the entire team out at uh, Frosty. Yeah, big big, uh, big round of applause for them. Uh, it's cool to have a major back. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's not, like, back-back, but it's back, kind of. Yeah. It's nice to have that. You know, like I said when we talked about it before, you know, because CEO really isn't doing, or at least last year they didn't do a huge nationwide online thing it was just sort of florida georgia southeast region combo breaker didn't really have an online tournament uh, a lot of the big e stuff doesn't have mm-hmm. online components so this really felt like the first really big 20 25 games under one tent let's have you know let's have top eights on stage it that it was the first event in a long time that had that sort of feel for sure. And it's good to have that back. And it was fun. It was 
you know, I, I never thought I would say this. It was fun watching it on Twitch and seeing like all the stream monster names that you recognize from every tournament. <laughs> even if they're like, you know, the, the stream monsters you don't want to remember. But even though they were there, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends, even though I'm not participating. It was sick. I had a, I had a good time. I had a good time. Speaking of good times, Steve, there were more good times had that were had before our show. Uh, there were. Yesterday, if you were on Twitch, uh, there was a little bit of uh, hypeness going on. And that was called uh, KI Lives. This was the Killer Instinct tournament that was a partnership between Maximilian and Twitch Rivals. Uh, that was, we saw the first one being uh, UMBC3 tournament. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was last month. It was either uh, December or January where they ran that. This time they ran KI Lives. Um, I didn't get a chance to check it out myself, but I'm definitely trying to catch uh, highlights uh, or catch some of the top eight later in the week. Oh, I got Wheels to had him. I got to see it. I got to How see it. How was it? It was dope. Uh, I had a really good time watching it. Uh, I'm a, you know, I, I play KI. I'm sad I didn't get invited, you know, because at the end of the day, I just get FOMO when I don't get invited to things. So thanks, Maximilian, for that. And yeah, uh, I'm a nobody in Killer Instinct, but still, what about my feelings? Uh, all joking aside, though, there were some matches that were incredible. Uh, we see up here on the top eight, uh, Letalis uh, was brought out his... Uh, Aganos, we saw uh, Raven is Raw. We saw the guy that got second at KI United, uh, Crazy Skate Nate. Unfortunately, we didn't see Skate Fast eat ass. I'm kind of sad about that one, you know. But uh, it was a 32-man invitational, and man, seeing some high-level KI and seeing Max, Steve, and I unfortunately don't know the name of the third commentator that was there, but seeing them all get hype over KI again it was super fun. I had a really good time. And on top of it all, the way Twitch Rivals works is... You have the mainstream, right, which was uh, Maximilian's. Uh, Shin Tristan, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you there. Um, you have the mainstream, which was on Maximilian's channel. And then they had the Twitch Rivals uh, overlay, which if you clicked on it, it would send you to every player's stream. Like you could go see every individual player streaming, all 32 of them. And it was so cool. It was so cool. Because even if they weren't on stream, they were just like looking at the bracket, analyzing the tournament doing all this other stuff so you got to see like this other side of tournaments that you don't usually get to see i don't know if they did that for marvel uh lives or not uh, i unfortunately didn't get to see it but i had a real good time anyway let's talk about these results so it came down to a showdown between hologram and wheels they met in winners finals uh hologram took that wheels ran it back in grand finals but hologram ended up taking it in the reset to win uh, Wheels, your second place finisher. He is actually going to be a guest on Ultra Chat uh, when we're done. So if you want to keep FGC Talk Night uh, going, that's the place you want to be when we're done. Uh, Nikki and uh, Letalis rounding out your top four. Uh, you see Chronic, The Chronicle and Raven, uh, Sonic Dolphin, and Water Horses. This get, the, Water Horses is a great story. Because he was someone that no one knew about. At no one, he had never gone to an offline event uh, until KI World Cup that one year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he he was known as a great online player, um, and then he ended up showing that he can actually play offline too. So good to see him uh, get some more shine. He rounded out top eight. The thing I found so interesting is uh, during the tournament they also reminisced a lot about past Killer Instincts and past players that are no longer around for Killer Instinct. Uh, so this was a and I think this tournament the way this tournament culminated was it was kind of a like a I won't I won't say old school because some most of the old school players aren't around anymore but like it was like the middle school and then the new school players all like clashing together it's like all the people that you know from tournaments like base Nikki wheels uh everybody that you would uh know from tournament and uh, a bunch of newer players who have been grinding it out online uh so I you know Maximilian puts on a good party. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. What else do we have, Steve? Uh, well, we can take a look into the crystal ball. Yes. Uh, because we've got another busy week. Uh, starting on Thursday, Street Fighter League US, the final week of the regular season, takes place on, or airs on Thursday, I should say. Uh, Friday, we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, but PlayStation's got an FGC arcade showcase uh, involving Mortal Kombat, Uni, Soul Cal, and BB Tag. Uh, that will be on their channel. Saturday, you've got uh, the Taste Buds bout, which is another one of the Tekken King of the Hill events that uh, Bandai Namco is supporting. Uh, you also have uh, Mortal Kombat Pro League on Sunday, uh, the third round of North America's tournaments. And then on Saturday, uh, Friday night into Saturday on the Capcom Fighters channel, you have the free airing of the Street Fighter League Japanese final that took place last week on pay-per-view. So if you'll remember, you could pay about $10 to buy a ticket to watch it live or uh, you could wait until this coming Saturday and watch it for free. Wait. Uh, so it's sort of like it's sort of like the Mulan of Capcom fighters. So it's live. It was live. It, no, it is live. Just like every other Street Fighter League episode. See, see, see. Street Fighter League is kayfabe live. The Street Fighter League U.S. at least is kayfabe live. Street Fighter League Japan, they are, they were very adamant. They've already said that it was recorded, so we can talk about this being recorded. Okay, Street so Fighter it's U.S. League, live. Yeah, it, it's U.S. live. Okay, so uh, cool. I'm, uh, here we go. Here I am ruining the business. Yeah, you know it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh man is this show live it's is it japanese live is it u.s live we'll never know uh cool so is that it for the recap is there anything that else is, more that's it for the recap this week okay solid um, okay but we should probably touch on the playstation stuff yes since you that you, we directly mentioned yep you mentioned it so i don't know if you guys saw this or not I saw it on a tweet that there is this new fangled shenanigans called the PlayStation FGC Arcade. What does that mean, Steve? Well, I believe we have a trailer for it. 
Do we? Wow. It's almost like we prepared for the show beforehand. <laughs> Somebody did. You kill me. Has a no lot. limit. You are killing me a lot. What do you mean uh, I'm but you? yeah, you, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You are killing me. We'll stop it. Um, stop killing me. You know, it's cool to see PlayStation. Is is PlayStation like the biggest company that's supported FGC so far? Well, I mean, I guess uh, Pocky and Cup of Noodles were Evo sponsors, and Capcom Cup sponsors. Red Bull's also oh, pretty it, big. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Nintendo. Uh, if well, you count Smash as part of the FGC or not, I do. But well, I mean, I don't you know, know if you call Nintendo supporting the FGC. It, it, it's <laughs> technically support. Uh, it, it, it it's sort of like the way my poster supports the wall. It's there. Yeah, you know, that's it true. technically helps. That is true. You um, take it out, it's not going to collapse, but it's it's sort of it counts, I guess. I don't know. You know, Steve. Uh, they mentioned that Soul Calibur Six is one of the games on there uh, of the FGC arcade, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if I talked to you about this, but there was a leak on the next DLC character for Soul Calibur Six, and we have exclusive footage of that character. Do we? Yes. Uh, we, this let's is, check that out. We're gonna we have to delete the VOD. Uh, you're gonna edit this off the YouTube, right? Because it's a leak, of course, and uh, I don't want to get sued by Bandai Namco. So everybody, just keep this on the DL. All right. But we have exclusive footage of the next DLC character. And here they are. Let's check this out. I'm gonna go ahead and... It's Bernie Sanders. Why? 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 This, this does not need to exist. That does not need to exist. That simply does not... No. No. Stop. This needs to this needs to stop. Wow, look at and that counter still... hit. Yeah, the, the counter hit low. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, get some of those progressive uh, policies right in your face. Anyway, uh, we, we would like to formally welcome Bernie Sanders to the Soul Calibur 6 roster. Congratulations. Anyway, like I said, keep that on the hush hush. They should be announcing it anytime soon. Any hoozle. That that just did not need to happen. I'm sorry. Of course it did. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Trevzor is right. Uh, with the mittens, he should have been a grappler, and I agree. Well, I mean, he was doing what's that called? Spine busters. I don't. I don't know what they're. I don't know the wrestling terms. Uh, but anywho, uh, that wasn't the only thing that got it. Well, that. This was a leak, but there's more game updates and stuff coming. Let's talk about some of those, shall we? First. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta we gotta talk about the PlayStation thing. Oh, there's more. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. There there's a whole bunch of players. So this is gonna be a series of exhibition matches starting at uh on Friday at three PM Eastern, noon Pacific. Uh it's gonna go back and forth between uh all the various games. Uh it starts at uh, noon with 
Key versus uh, Dexus, uh, Nivik versus Foxy Grandpa in MK11. Uh, you've got Sonic Fox, Party Wolf, Fame 96, uh, Red Blade, Mighty Unjust uh, versus Sonic Fox being the main event in MK11. Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of first of fives if you if you want to check that out. It, it's cool to see, you know, sort of a fight card style thing. The one thing that does surprise me, considering the history between Sony and uh, Capcom, especially with the development of Street Fighter V, no Street Fighter V in the lineup. That is true. That is a good point. Ow, sorry, I just punched my microphone. What's your microphone ever do to you? It's being a jerk. Uh, but anywho, uh, yeah, that, that is very interesting. I didn't think about that. No Street Fighter V. Um, could that be because... Street Fighter Six was supposed to be on there instead of Street Fighter Five, but because of the way Street Fighter Six development has gone, huh? I finished that sentence. However, you will. Um, yeah, Street Fighter Five isn't part of the PlayStation Open series either. That's Mortal Kombat Eleven, Uniclear, and is it Blaze Blue? Uh, Soul Calibur. Oh, it's Soul Calibur. Yeah, but BB Tag isn't. I thought uh, BB Tag was in there. Oh, uh, or was it Grand Blue? I don't know. BB Tag is. See, Blue is right. Blue is always right. So I, I trust Blue. Sometimes. Uh, but no, this Blue is super cool. Time. It's super cool that, you know, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it's sad that it can't be open bracket so everybody can hop in and have a good old time. But at least we get to get hype and PlayStation's foot in the bill. So we <laughs> the PlayStation. Good stuff to PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> you can't undo it, Alon. Once it's out did. there, that toothpaste is back is out of the tube. Well, you can just eat the, eat the toothpaste. No, why would you do that? Because the fluoride is good for your teeth. Anywho, um, anything else we want to say about the PlayStation Arcade series? Uh, FGC Arcade? I don't, I don't know if there's anything I want to say. Okay, great. Just in general. Great. <laughs> Let's... Uh, Let's go through uh, let's go through some of the newer stuff that's coming in, right? Um, so we talked about Bernie Sanders' leak uh, in Soul Calibur Six. Uh, there have been things that have been I, formally announced. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I can't find it. I hope someone in chat can. But I know Demon Dan tweeted out a picture when everyone was doing the Bernie art uh, of him doing uh, Zangief's super oh, uh, super from Street Fighter Four. Yep, and it was perfect. The, the super SPD. Yes, it was good. It was good. The the mittens fit. The mittens fit. Um, all right. Let's talk about I'll some link of these. Link it in chat if I can find it. Okay. Let's talk about some of these new things that are coming down the pipeline, shall we? First, King of Fighters, new trailer. Hopefully, it'll be better than the last one. Let's see. Oh, it's Benny Morrow. All right. So it seems uh, like they're going to be putting out one of these every week. Whoa, Team Hero. Were there teams like that before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I guess those are the heroes. And you, we can you, shadow you, next you week. Don't remember, you don't remember uh, US, Team USA Sports? No. <laughs> what is that? Oh, God. It was, it was Lucky Globber. Um, who else? Oh, American Sports Team. Excuse me. Uh, who who else was on there? It was Lucky. It was uh, Heavy D 
and Brian, Brian Battler. Heavy D. I, God. Heavy D. Um. Oh, okay. See, I, I'm a, I'm a KOF scrub, so I didn't know KOF ninety four just forced you to pick teams, not individual characters. That's man. Are they gonna go that way? No, probably not. Uh, let's hope not, at least. Uh. But yeah. I hope that's not the rework, man. I can't believe I just put that out in the world. Everybody forget I said that. Just like the other curse words on this podcast so far. Uh, so there you go, Benny Morrow. Uh, I think the new design looks cool. He looks more flamboyant than he did. He has ever looked, and that's not a bad thing. I'm a fan. Yeah. Like now we're at the point where we, you know, you everyone who has already been confirmed, has already fought each other in these launch trailers, and so now it's just going to be new info, mm-hmm. new characters. And um, we can wait for more next week. So, if, wait, Is if it next week talk- last week or next week this week? It's usually been Thursdays that they Why put out. Why does everybody put stuff out on Thursdays? Why because not that's, the, that's the magic. They don't care about us. Well, they, they care about everybody. Well, they better start caring about us. What about my feelings? Huh? Jerks. Anywho, what's next on the docket? Let's talk more about uh, things coming down the pipeline. Uh, this one was a big shock, Steve. Everybody couldn't believe I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, whoa, this is still a thing. It's crazy. Uh, and let's take a gander at this, uh, this old trailer here. Autumn Games, huh? Well, so we don't have a date, so we can still ask when's any, uh, as much as we want. Uh, but dang, new Scorgirls character. What a way to end it. What, did, what a way to end it. For right? sure. Um, it's so... What was this? A second. Wow, they're adding another character to Skullgirls. <laughs> this is a game that doesn't die. The launch party is still her day. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> I stole that joke from Finitude in the chat. Uh, but man, a new character to Skullgirls that doesn't exist yet on the mobile game. It's probably Terry Bogart. Yeah. <laughs> Contractually obligated. It Contract- has to be Terry. <laughs> it has to be Terry from... Uh, King of Fighters. What was it? King of Fighters gal... What was it called? SNK Heroines? SNK Heroines, yes. I, I'm thinking of the crazy subtitle. I, I can't think of the subtitle either. But man, uh, it's it's cool to see this game get support again. Um, Skullgirl's still, still getting uh, support. Still getting new characters. It's crazy. I thought that game had a lot of characters already. I guess there's never enough. Oh, I mean, it is a team game, so I guess that makes sense, right? Well, it doesn't have to be a team game. If you want to run solo double, you can. I don't know why you would, but you can. That's true. Um, let's talk about new things coming out. Still, there were a lot of announcements this week. Uh, and we need to step on the gas here because some of these topics are going to be a little bit hefty uh, towards the end of the show. So let's step on the gas. First, let's talk about Capcom. We heard last week that Capcom Cup had been canceled. No more Capcom Cup finals. Sad times. Uh, however, we got new information this week. And here it Pardon is. Me. Actually, it was last week, but you know, whatever. 
You always announce this stuff later. So, the Capcom Pro Tour 2020 season final. It's no longer a cup. Uh, it is a season final, and it is coming February 20th to the 21st. And it is going to be a set of 1v1 fight cards of each region. So each region had two finalists come out of it. Those are going to be the people that went to Capcom Cup. So now it's going to be those two finalists are going to be in the, a final for each region. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You um, know what, Steve? You... Blue is right. I, I was calling out who was who for the audio listeners because they cannot see the trailer that we were playing. Well, here's the thing. Because of copyright, I have to pretty much cut the entire trailer out anyway. Now you don't have so to. You, well, I, I don't want to get shut down. I don't want to get hit with the copyright strike. So And now you don't have to. So we haven't heard anything about prizing. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be a uh, an appearance fee for players. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be 12 matchups split over two days um some long set exhibitions and it's going to be pair up players who qualified from the same region against each other uh throwing in a few extra to uh round out uh some of the some of the matchups for players that didn't necessarily have a pair uh, also fanatical milk um or excuse me who was trevzor last year the evo announcement came during uh came at the end of february mm -hmm. so it is technically possible that there may be some there may be some sort of evo event this year however the evo account hasn't tweeted since the close of uh the evo online we'll just uh, call it the fall registration before the fall mm -hmm. um before uh, the that event got canceled due to the wizard allegations, mm -hmm. so I, I would I would say it's it's a pretty good bet that there is no Evo in 2021, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, not that I mean it was just going to be an online thing anyway. Let's be real. All right, Steve, I have this graphic for you. All right, let's take a look at these matchups. There's some good ones here. Uh, so as we said, uh, pairing. The regional qualifiers against each other. So you've got uh, Jalehe and Picaro coming in South America. Luffy versus Phenom in Europe. That should be a good one. Uh, Nephew Samurai. Uh, Mandrake versus CJ Truth. CJ, uh, I believe CJ was one of the players added on uh, to build it up to 24. Rumors versus Somniac holding down Australia and Jaywa versus VX Bow rounding out day one. Uh, day two, Kaba versus Mena. That's going to be crazy. Ooh. And Angry Bird versus Big Bird. The Battle of the Birds. Those are honestly the two I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, uh, SKZ versus Sien. Takamura Infectious should be a fun one. IDOM Smug, another good one. NLBC is back on the map. <laughs> and uh, Daigo Gachikun. So, some very, very good matchups. Yeah, uh, and uh, according to Haru on in our chat, apparently Daigo and Gachikun just did a first attend in Topanga at the start of the year. So they're back. Well, you you get to at you get a chance to adapt, and then you get a chance to readapt. That, that's always interesting. Because 
as a set goes longer, you're you're more in a shorter set. You're playing the character and you're playing against the player, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as the set goes on, you're playing against the player's adaptations. So you start doing things that wouldn't necessarily make sense if you were playing another, um, you know, if, if you were just playing it uh, first to two against Daigo, you might make a move that doesn't make sense or that makes perfect sense there. Uh, later in the, later in the set, if you're doing a first attempt, you might not do that because you're expecting him to have uh, the answer for that. So those matches get so weird in in long sets. And I'm really interested to see, especially after you just went through that process mm-hmm. not too long ago, to see how that plays out again. For sure. Um, I'm super excited to see it, man. You know, if we just get to see more things happen. Uh, and that's never a bad thing, uh, especially with some of these matches, man. Some of these matches are. Uh, if you thought that was it for Capcom announcements, boy, are you wrong? Because along with that, we received this tweet today, mind you. The winner update for Street Fighter Five. Tune into the Street Fighter Five winner update live stream for the latest on news on season five contents, February eleventh at nine a.m. Why is it on Thursday again? F word. Not the commentator, but the word. And always on Thursday. I swear, they're purposely, they're purposefully doing this to us. But anyway, next week, on Thursday, hopefully we're going to get a date. Or, even more hopefully, they will say, it's available tomorrow, and then we're all going to go crazy, and everybody's going to play Street Fighter for another month. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we get to, Hopefully, we'll get to see more of Dan. Hopefully, we'll get to see more of whoever they're planning on bringing in for Season 5. I'm excited. And if they're going to do it like they did last time, where they sit down and they're like, hey, this is what's been going on, and what we've been working on, and how things are going. I'm, I'm a big fan. Straight up. Show me the PowerPoints, baby. I'm a little surprised, honestly, that they're doing it on its own and not as part of a weekend with Capcom Cup or with the uh, Capcom Cup online showcase. Maybe they're going to say, hey, after Capcom Cup, you should stick around, you know, like they always do. Um, So maybe this is just like an update, like spoken word update. That's like things are going great. Now tune into Capcom Cup season finals. Yeah, they're probably just going to say, hey, we're going to release Dan after the Capcom Cup Finals. Probably something like that. Uh, you know, the other great thing is that our buddy Trevzor has used their Twitch Prime to resubscribe for 22 months. Thank you, Trevzor, for being a bestie. We appreciate you. Ol- it's good to see you. The only thing I would think is possibly a peek at Rose um, at Capcom Cup at this point. They can't even throw the confetti with the coloring anymore. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw the confetti. (laughs) Maybe one of the stipulations for commentators is they have to dump a bucket of confetti on their head at the end. (laughs) That'd be really funny. Oh, man, that'd be really funny. And I would always also hate for that to be a thing because then they have to clean up their own house slash rooms. Um, But that's cool. So next week after our show on Thursday... We'll get to see some Capcom content coming out. And if you thought that was 
the only thing Capcom announced. Boy, were you wrong. Because they sent out something, which I don't think was... I don't think this was around, but now that I'm looking at it, it says it was last updated on July 29th, 2020. So maybe this has been around. But Capcom released the official Capcom co-streamer guidelines. So if you would like to stream Capcom things, uh, Street Fighter V specifically, uh, you have to go sign up. If you go to streetfighter.com forward slash co-stream, they show you all of the guidelines uh everything you have to follow everything you have to sign up with and on top of it all you also have to report back a couple of things it's a little crazy uh but this way it ensures that everybody who is restreaming uh or co-streaming rather a capcom season finals or a uh, capcom tournament of any kind or a capcom anything uh this ensures that they get some information back so that they can then t- uh do something with it. Maybe get it hacked, or I don't know. Yeah, so this is something they've done before. They've done it for uh, Street Fighter League. Uh, they've done it, I I believe they did it for Capcom Cup last year. I could be wrong. Uh, Capcom Cup 2019, I should say. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not brand new. It is something Capcom has done before. Um, it is, you know, obviously it's there. They do have limitations on, uh, on specific things, so you can't necessarily disparage Capcom while you're doing it, mm-hmm. which makes sense, obviously. But uh, so yeah, yeah, they don't go it into a lot of detail on what disparaging it, it so the, the actual thing is the co-stream may not be disparaging defamatory or harmful in any way to the capcom stream what does that mean heck if i know it probably means this you can't say man this is garbage um it does give them some ability obviously once you've started streaming if you go on a rant they can't really stop you but they can say hey that they can prevent you from signing up it uh, in the future. stream in the future yeah yeah uh there's a couple other things here let's see uh oh yeah uh so one uh item one they basically just define what everything is item two is application to the official co-stream doesn't guarantee acceptance blah 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 three this one is the one that i think kind of caught me by surprise and it's the co-streamer must co-stream the entirety of the capcom stream which they have been authorized to broadcast no breaks for you, sir. You gotta sit there and watch it the entire day. Uh, good luck. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting little addendum, you know. Uh, and then they say that basically they can use your recording to Capcom stuff, which is fine. Uh, that's what you're signing up for. Uh, then there was a couple of other things. Where is it? Uh, oh yeah, uh, this one is a big one that I think might catch a couple people off by surprise. Uh, there's actually two of these. Is the co-streamer is required to place an official Capcom co-streamer logo, the logo, on the co-stream where such logo is clearly visible, and Capcom's going to provide it. Um, and then they have uh, limitations on like uh, where the logo is and blah 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 all this other stuff. And then uh, the co-streamer must report the following co-stream viewership, KPI, and logo compliance to Capcom within two business days of the co-stream. 
So that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. Big for low. I don't think this is necessarily like horse rules. I think it's just a way for them to basically like. I'm reading what the chat said, Steve. Uh, it, it's a way for them to keep track of everything of theirs, right? Because at the end of the day, this is Capcom's thing, right? And there, this was a, this was one thing I actually did notice. Uh, it was during the Frosty Faustings top eight that there was both a stream on BG Callisto and NYC Furby. They were both streaming the top eight, and the F NYC Furby top eight had different commentators than the BG Callisto. And the BG Callisto stream looked like it was the official one, so I don't know what was going on with FIC Furby. I don't, and I'm not saying what he was doing was right, wrong, or whatever. I'm just saying they were both streaming uh, plus our top eight, and I got real confused, especially when I tuned into NYC Furby and heard two people commentating uh, that were not the people on screen stream commentating. So uh, I think this is just a good way of preventing this from happening, right? Because there, a lot of people do co-stream. Uh, Capcom events and to be completely honest once I started watching other people watch Capcom events I feel like I enjoy it a lot better when I'm watching it with another personality Right like uh, for example, I watch it a lot with flow. I think flows great at presenting information uh, Sejam does the same thing uh, a bunch of other commentators and uh, players Also also do the same thing so I think this is a good way for Capcom to a keep a tabs on what's going on and making sure that nobody is hurting their IP and capitalizing on the uh, metrics for it, right? Because at the end of the day, they're, since they're asking for that information, the, uh, the analytics, they can use that to help propel or to help uh, negotiate other things in the future. See what I'm saying? So I don't think it's a thing that's going to hurt. I don't think it's a thing. Uh, they're asking for a lot and giving nothing in return. Well, you're, they're giving you the permission to co-stream their thing. Right, because at the end of the day, they could just say, "Hey, you're nobody's allowed to co-stream this. You have to go to the Capcom channel, and then they can work with Twitch and get people uh, in trouble." Right. So, Ares would have given up Tekken sooner. Big <laughs> for a little. You're not wrong. Uh, if Bamco did this, yeah. But at the same time, it's like I I see where they're coming from, and I don't think this is too uh, outlandish or anything like that. I think these are very uh, what do you call it? I think these are very sensible rules, and they make sense. It uh. You know, yeah. streaming is still in a weird place mm -hmm. uh, because you've got where the letter of the law is and where the where reality is for a lot of uh, stream companies, streamers. Uh, the letter of the law is it's Capcom's. They can do whatever they want. If they want to say uh, no one else can, can stream it, they absolutely can. It's in their right. Um, the reality is Cap, oh, you know, Capcom gets a lot of benefit from having people like Flo and Sejam and other people who are sort of tangent to the FGC, like someone like Maximilian. Mm -hmm. He has a, a large following within the FGC, but he also has a large following outside of it. So if he were to introduce that um, on his stream, if he were to co-stream, that adds value for Capcom. So they, they kind of have to play this dance where, okay, we want to have control over it. Um, yeah, we don't want to have LTG co-streaming this because we don't want to be associated with that. But we also want to include the community 
because excluding the community is bad PR for us. So it, it, it's this fine little dance they're trying to play. Um, yes. 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 Let's yeah. go with yes. Yeah. I, and at the end of the day, like all they're asking for is to put a tiny logo on top. And they have like they have other. Uh, what do you call it? Guidelines where it's like you can't have an overlay on top of the stream. You have to have the stream on a separate, very fully visible side that doesn't have any overlays on top of it, which makes sense because, you know, they have to, they're, you're signing the agreement to co-stream it. So you're going to have to see all the sponsors and all this other shenanigans. And if you have overlays on top of it, that impedes that. Uh, and, you know, all they want is for the stream to be visible so it looks good and everybody can see all the sponsors that they that are paying money for it. And that's why they want those analytics. It's to report back to the sponsors uh, and put a Capcom logo on it, which makes sense. Cause it's like, Hey, go, this is where it's happening. Right. Uh, I, I just, I just think it's, I, I mean, honestly, when you take something away, like the free ability to just co-stream whatever you want, people are going to get upset about it. Sure. But I don't see this as a bad thing at all. I think this is actually a great solution to a problem <laughs> that exists on Twitch. So there we go. Anything else we want to talk about concerning Capcom guidelines and anything else that was updated? I, th I think... <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Hold on. Are you dead? I Please almost drowned dead. in air. Go on. That can actually happen. Yes. Which is weird. Go on. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. We're... Okay. Don't die. Do okay. not die. That's all I ask. Okay. Do, do we want to talk about GameStop stuff? Because I kind of want to talk about GameStop stuff because that stuff is fascinating to me. We might as well. I'll, I'll let you take center stage on this. Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. So, for those of you that don't know, there's been a lot of crazy shenanigans happening with GameStop, of all things. Uh, and it, <laughs> the GameStop stock has been used to take down the entirety of, <laughs> of Wall Street. Diamond hands all around. Uh, <laughs> so here is the lowdown on what's happening. There, uh, a practice on Wall Street, which is uh, it's tanking, cue ball. It's tanking, but I'm gonna get to that because it's not a bad thing. Uh, a, a, a very common practice on Wall Street is something called shorting, right? And I'm gonna explain what shorting is very quickly. First of all, supply and demand. Everybody knows, right? There's a supply, there's a demand. If demand is higher than the supply, things are more expensive, blah, blah, blah. Economy 101. Shorting is when a company borrows stock. So it's not theirs. They're borrowing it. They're selling the stock to people in hopes that the stock falls and tanks. And then they buy it back at the cheaper price and give the stocks back so they keep the difference. Right? So it's basically like if you had three coins that whose values are not set, and at the time... Those three coins are worth a dollar. And you say to your friend, hey, can I borrow those three coins for three weeks? And, you, and they go, sure. And you know that coin is going to change value in one week. So then you go to your other friends and you're like, hey, look at these $1 coins. Do you want to buy them? They go, sure. So you give out three $1 coins. After that one week, the value of the coin drops to 50 cents. So you're like, hey, I need those coins back. Let me buy them from you. They're worth 50 cents. So you get them back for half the value. And then you give them back to your friend. And all of a sudden... You have the difference between the $1 and the 50 cents, right? You sold things for $1 and you bought them back for 50 cents. So you have the difference in your bank account. Now imagine that times a billion. That's what shorting stocks are. So 
and it, the the crappy thing is it's a very predatory uh thing to do right because at the end of the day you're hoping that a stock's going to fail so a bunch of hedge funds started shorting gamestop stocks now the difference with uh the normal shorting and what these hedge funds are doing is that they were shorting with options options essentially are stocks you don't own yet Options are just you basically reserve something for a specific price and then you buy it. So you sign a contract that's like, when this stock gets to this price, I'm going to buy it. And this contract has an expiration period. So what happened is some of these hedge fund companies put options on GameStop stock and then shorted with those options, which is illegal. Uh, and the people from Wall Street Bets saw this happening and were like, hey, screw that. So they just started buying GameStop stock, which drove up the price. And all of a sudden, these stocks that signed these option contracts are screwed because the price skyrocketed. And it skyrocketed in such a dramatic way that those hedge funds don't have enough money to buy all those stocks back. Right. And their contract is going to expire. And most commonly in options contracts, you're forced to buy the stock once the contract ends. So that's the big battle right now. It's a bunch of people buying uh, GameStop stock to drive up the price and holding so that when these contracts expire, the hedge funds have to buy the stock at whatever price they are, and they're going to go under. Cool. That's basically what's been happening. So it's on top of everything, right? We got to see the two Americas that exist, which is the America for the wealthy and the America for the common man, because once this happened, the wealthy people of Wall Street started calling all these brokerage apps, which is like Robinhood, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, all, all this other stuff. And since they already have a deal where they get information before it actually hits the stock, which is already kind of semi-illegal anyway, but it's not because, you know, it's Wall Street, money talks. Uh, they basically found a way of, well, not that they basically found a way. What's been happening is these brokerage apps have been preventing people from trading GameStop or Game, GameStop stock. Uh, and that's been causing the price to fall artificially, right? Because they can't buy more. They can only sell according to these brokerage apps. Now, whether it's because these brokerage apps don't have the money, right? Because there's so many stocks being bought all at the same time. If it's because they don't have the money or if it's a more nefarious thing where you have these hedge funds calling the owners of these brokerage apps trying to artificially control the market which is illegal because it's a free market that's what capitalism is then it's a big problem right and the fact that it's happening in broad daylight is what's kind of pissing everybody off so that's the baseline of what's happening with gamestop stocks and the fact that it's all based on gamestop is hilarious because you know us as gamers like we hate gamestop because their business model is and predatory to us who uh want to trade back our games and we get five cents and they sell it for fifty dollars uh the thing that's happened today is that the brokerage apps have once again been unable to allow people to buy gamestop stock so all this is is essentially everybody bought gamestop stocks these hedge funds were shorting gamestop with stocks that don't exist right because they bought the options Right, remember, and it's that contract. It's basically a reservation. So the stock doesn't actually exist. So with everybody buying those GameStop stocks, these hedge funds, which is, by the way, hedge funds are, you know, retirement money, 401ks, all this other stuff. Invest in BOV. I agree, Trebswear. Uh, 
so it's it's already like the people who are saving money for later trusting these hedge funds with their money are now all getting screwed which is terrible but at the same time this was one of those things that needed to happen so the beautiful thing is all of the people who bought the gamestop stocks all they have to do is hold because there are not enough stocks to go around and these option contracts are going to end and all of these hedge funds are going to be screwed and that's kind of the big battle that's going on right now is they're, the big hedge funds are trying every trick in the book, legal or illegal, to try to get this stock to fall artificially. And the beauty of it is all the Wall Street bets guys, the Reddit that kind of started this whole thing, all people have to do if you have GameStop stock is to just hold. That's it. That's it. And then once we and we unfortunately, we don't have the information of when the contract ends for the, the short uh, these option contracts. But when they do end, all these hedge funds are going to go bye bye. And then it's it's one of those realizations that, you know, the little man in numbers can take down the big man. And that's where we're at. It's not too late. Just because the stock is tanking now doesn't mean that there is enough stock to go around. Because, again, remember, the, they did this with options. So, yeah, and it, it's been so funny to see, like, you know, uh, a bunch of people saying, like, oh, we have to pause the stock market so that investors can realign and all this other stuff. It's like, nah. You do this to other people, but now it's being undone to you and you want to stop the whole boat? Nah. But anyway, that's what's going on with GameStop. I hope my ramblings made sense. I have invested in water, and I am depositing that water into my mouth. Uh, the other thing that's been happening, too, is a bunch of people started buying Dogecoin for whatever reason. And I've remembered that I had a little bit of money in the Dogecoin. Let's see where it's at. I think I spent like five or six bucks on Dogecoin before. And uh, the Dogecoin I have is now worth $324. <laughs> to the moon, baby. Let's get uh, let's get Dogecoin to $100. Um, but yeah, anyway. I Pizza, have, for sure. I have absolutely no idea why Dogecoin is relevant in 2021. Well, it's it was just, one of those things where like, once... I, once, once the game, once the brokerage apps stopped people from buying GameStop, everybody just got so pissed that they were like, oh, "Let's buy Dogecoin." So that's so what happened. I, I, I know why it's relevant. I just don't know why it's relevant <laughs> in 2021. It's just, oh my god, I. The internet <laughs> is a weird place. Look, that man, is my takeaway. If Dogecoin hits Bitcoin levels. Which a Bitcoin is about thirty three hundred or thirty three thousand dollars, rather. If a Dogecoin gets to that level, I'm a millionaire, and I'm going to fund Best of Five, and I'm going to buy Best of Five an island. But, but that, but that's a huge if. It might happen. Dogecoin that's... in December, GameStop stock was two dollars. Today it is like hanging around a hundred or so dollars, and at its peak when all this was happening, it was around three hundred, four hundred dollars. Dogecoin in December was. 0.002 cents for one Dogecoin. Today, it's at three cents. And at its height, it was at eight cents. So, two dollars. I meant two cents. Yeah, no, two dollars. Yeah, the GameStop stock was two dollars at its lowest in December. Like, it wasn't even double digits. So, imagine if you had like a hundred GameStop stocks that you bought for two dollars each. So, you spent two hundred dollars. Today, if you had a hundred, you have like ten thousand dollars worth of GameStop stock 
And it can only go up to the moon. That's the big meme going around. To the moon. Uh, anyway, that's all the stock stuff happening. It's hilarious that it's all like around GameStop. It's so funny to me. Because I hate GameStop. But the fact that GameStop is being used to take down <laughs> predatory Wall Street practices is unbelievable. Like, there's, you can't write this. It's too much of a crazy irony. Ugh. Anyway. Deposit water into your mouth. That's that's my investment tip. Okay. Wait, where's the straw? There it is. That's that's a good investment right there. I bought this for twenty bucks. It's a gallon. It's pretty good. Not bad. Um, but yeah, that's the big that's the big battle is the people who have the stocks just have to hold and Wall Street bigwigs are doing everything they can to try to get people to sell it so that they can afford to buy those back. So that's where we're at. Yeah. I wish I could have got into all of this, uh, but I have this one problem that uh, uh, don't I, I, Me too. I don't know how to put this. Uh, I forget the word. Broke. Yeah, I'm broke. Why so do you, why do you I, think they're called brokerages at? Bro brokerage app apps you know you got me there you got me there i am kind of sad i didn't have gamestop stock i did try i tried stock trading like 10 years ago now well nine years ago and it didn't end well for me so i kind of stayed away from it <laughs> a lot of expensive mistakes were had but yeah that's the that's what's been going on with the world and again it's all around gamestop and it's hilarious to me so What's next on the docket? Um, we could pr talk about... We talked about new fighting game characters a while back. Uh, we Let's talk about a potential new fighting game. Maybe, sort of, kind of. Oh, yeah. Go for it. All right. So, this is something that is making its way into the world, potentially. Um... There was a little get-together, a little chat between some people who are uh, big figures in the history of Street Fighter. Uh, and the topic came up of producing a brand new fighting game, uh, which, you know, a lot of people do, but these are some of the heavy hitters. Uh, we're talking about Yoshiki Okamoto, who is a former head of Capcom's arcade division, um, went on to create... Uh, Monster Strike, which is the second highest grossing mobile game in history. Uh, we're also talking about people like uh, Akira Nishitani, Nishitani excuse me, uh, who did character design for Street Fighter 2, went on to co-found uh, Arika, the company behind uh, Fighting EX Lair. Uh, Noritaka Furumizu, uh, who was a producer on several of the Street Fighter games, and Yoko Shimomura, who was a music composer on Street Fighter 2 as well as for the Kingdom Hearts series. They got together and they sort of said, hey, let's make a fighting game. And they, and they said, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, now it looks like they might actually be doing it. Everyone thought it was a joke. Um, but they're, they're, the talk now is the potential of them making sort of a parody fighting game. Uh, that has some real old-school blocky graphics, talking about uh, Virtua Fighter 1 sort of graphics. 
So the idea of I, I, I love the idea of a parody that is also a love letter. It's why Black Dynamite is one of my favorite movies and probably my favorite movie because it was a beautiful send up of black exploitation films, but it was also a loving tribute to the, to that era. Um, and the same, and you know, if we have a fighting game version of black dynamite, I'm all aboard for that. So that should be fun. If it does end up happening, who knows? More fighting games is never a bad thing. Well, actually, is it? I don't know. There is such a thing as oversaturation and all that. But I don't think more fighting games is ever a bad thing. If if more good fighting games is never a bad thing. You know, True. It, as long as it's done well, there's room at the table for everybody. Very true. Because I, I, I do feel quality uh, can rise to the top. You know, obviously you need a little bit of luck, a little bit of shine, a little bit of attention. Uh in a crowded marketplace uh but if you make a good game people will play it and hopefully with these heavy hitters behind it if they do end up making it it will be a good game for sure well we can only hope right um what's that one fighting game that came out where you got to pick commentators as assists i've always wanted to play it but i never got the chance to play it and like ultra day ultra trends in it a couple other people are in it Yadagorasu, thank you. I've never played that game. I've always wanted to. Maybe that's what I, I do this weekend. I tried dabbling at, in it because they had, I think it was uh, CEO the year I went, where they had a, a setup. This was one of the earlier versions. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It didn't really hit me as well as it hit for some other people, but I, I enjoyed my l- little bit of time with it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to spend like the, what, $10 to go play it or something. Um, all right. Anything else we need to chickity chat about here before we uh, before we go? We got about 10 minutes left. Uh, we got a couple things. Uh, one thing that's sad that I didn't necessarily... I, I, I wish it wasn't a thing, but it's a thing. Um, Do you want to go into it? I I think we should. Okay. Uh, So, earlier this week, Queens of Quarantine uh, came into the spotlight for reasons that wish wouldn't have been, you know? Um, uh, Queens of Quarantine is a group that focused on female and female-identifying players, uh, giving them a chance to play. Uh, They partnered with... Uh, the online local, formerly uh, Reddit Street Fighter. Um, they had partnered with several other things to get women p- playing fighting games, which was a great initiative, which remains a great initiative. Uh, earlier this week, uh, one of its founding members, Chibi Goddess, went on Twitter and after a, an offline run-in uh, with a black neighbor, uh that got very heated uh, took to Twitter and said and said that they were done with black people for the day and obviously a lot of people reacted very strongly to that 
Uh, she went into the incident. Um, she felt that uh, the person she had an incident with uh, was racist towards her, uh, being of Asian descent, uh, and and sort of doubled down on that. Uh, there was a huge amount of blowback to the point where uh, the Queens of Quarantine announced that they condemned her statements and were ceasing operations for the time being. Uh, also, several organizations, including Crescent Esports and uh, the online local said that they were going to cease uh, working with Queens of Quarantine. So, very unfortunate that something like this happened for an effort that I feel is has really good aims. Um, uh, do you have any initial thoughts on this? Because I have some initial thoughts. Racism is bad. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you have a Black Lives Matter banner on your Twitter or not. When you're racist, you're not great. You're bad. I think what this highlights for me um, is the idea that there is, even if you have good intentions in one area, that doesn't make you perfect in all areas. And the fact that the fact that she was uh, instrumental in creating uh, Queens of Quarantine should not take away from her doing something very, very stupid here and very, very hurtful. By the same token, the fact that she did something very, very stupid and very, very hurtful doesn't take away from the initiative that was started. It, it should not undermine it should not undermine the efforts that were put in. The fact that someone involved with this particular cause you know, fell short of, of doing the right thing. That should not invalidate the cause in general, and I fear that some people do that. This is especially when you talk about, you know, we get into the culture war, and oftentimes people will will point at something like this to say, hey, this is not legit, it's all virtue signaling, it's all, you know, yada, yada, yada. The fact is... We've got a long way to go in the FGC to reach, uh, you know, we, we talk about how the FGC is so open and so accommodating and so, so welcoming. And compared to other communities, yeah, that's true. But we still got a long way to go in that regard when it comes to women, when it comes to uh, black people, Asian people, people of color. We're not perfect. No one, even... The people who are doing bad things are not perfect. The people who are doing good things are not perfect. It just, it hurts to see someone who has been, so who has done good work, do something like this. It really hurts, especially, you know, just in general, but especially me as a black person. Um, it f- sucks. 
And yeah, I'm going to swear because I got to edit it out anyway. So whatever. Well, well it, just... Uh, Go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to continue to see uh, efforts like this. Uh, I, I should point out uh, that I've seen a little bit of confusion. Queens of Quarantine is not combo queens. Uh, there is obviously some overlap in the audience there, but they are two separate organizations. So yeah, that's where we're at. Couldn't be February without a blow-up Tuesday right off the bat, huh? <laughs> blow-up Tuesday, first Tuesday of Black History Month. It's just perfect storm. Perfect oh storm. God. I'm sorry, Steve. I don't mean to laugh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, here's the thing. And, and this has been pointed out. It's like there were... It doesn't matter what your past is, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like we all deal with our battles. But when it comes down to being racist, like that's to, I, I, I don't fully understand it because to me, it's easy to not be racist. But maybe it's difficult. I don't know. Uh, so, you know. Uh, but like you said, Steve, it's we could try or it's I obviously have a different point of view on this one, uh, but. And that's okay. You know, your experience is different from mine, which would be different from Sharpie's experience, which would be different from everybody else's. Yeah. I think separating the art from the artist is a good way to go here, specifically because what they have worked on is something that is very positive. However, much not to compare two different, two completely different situations, but kind of like a similar uh similar like effect after the fact is like it's like evo it's like how are they gonna have to reband completely to separate from everything that's happened uh what's the next step here for them to pick up and keep moving because this is a like ultimately like you know women in the fgc has been like a very needed to be talked about situation and this is one of those things that was helping that so what's a way that we can move on still have this but separate it from the person who's causing the problem is that possible we shall see it, it may be it may not be um for some people it's not going to be enough because you can't separate the art from the artist as you say um some people can it's it's going if if and when we see uh, Queens of Quarantine return, it's going to be a point of contention. So we'll have to wait and see. But word, yeah. All right, let's talk about the last happy thing. And Steve, I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. When I saw this picture that you put on the drive, I didn't know what to think. And then I saw what was on the dock. I was like, oh, okay. So go ahead and intro this. Uh, can, you, can, can we put up the picture first? Okay, here it is. Well, what you're looking at is a stretched out version of the cover of GGWP, Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games. This is an ongoing series of uh, ongoing manga series that has just been announced as a new anime. Uh, the series follows Aya. 
as she is transferred into the Karomi Girls Academy uh, with the goal of changing herself into a proper lady. After meeting the breathtaking Shirayuri, Aya is blown away by her elegance and posterity. Imagine her surprise, though, when she finds Shirayuri after school playing a fighting game? And if that weren't perplexing enough, she is challenged to a duel by the unladylike Shirayuri. So, be on the lookout for that anime coming soon. I, I know you're excited. Wow, I I know you're you're, you're excited. <laughs> this description that you just read, oh my god, dude! That description is uh, cur- courtesy of man- uh, manga decks. So, <sighs> I I hope it is sufficiently exciting. Um, I don't know which season it is coming out. Uh, it's I would imagine either fall either this fall or winter it's it'll be a while um if someone has a date please uh let me know in the chat <laughs> axio mission the chat says he's gonna watch this for science all right i don't know why i read that out loud uh thank you blue for hitting us with the manga decks.org and then uh i've got one more thing okay go for it what's the one more thing Steph, you are my bestie of the week. Thank you for everything you've done for Lexi in your life. We'll miss you. 